Hi, this is Dream Chaser Loretta Vini, and we are live chasing dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J with you, and I have a very special guest. And I know I say that every time, but you're going to have to take my word for it or, or just listen and trust me. Okay, so I think I, after these past episodes, I've earned that. And so I want to introduce you guys to Loretta Vini. She's a 30-year security professional who teaches and provides security assessments and security management and operation training courses for a variety of clients and universities. She's been an instructor at Webster University in St. Louis for 17 years. She's also the author of a book called Being My Mom's Mom, which she published in 2013 about the journey with her mom, Doris's dementia. She's toured the country and has spoken about her book for a national memory care chain and for the Alzheimer's Association, and she is still speaking about it today. Her hobby is building art and structures with Lego bricks in her spare time. She also uses Lego bricks in learning in almost all of her classes, and she's a trained Lego serious play facilitator, which she earned in 2014. She teaches Lego arts to kids and uses Legos to teach emergency planning to security and emergency management students. So Lego serious play is a business improvement, problem solving communications tool, which is a lots of fun. It can be used in two, four, or entire day workshops where participants use Lego bricks and their creativity to improve teamwork, communications for groups, families, and businesses. Now, that, that's, that's her bio. But I know Loretta when I took a course at George Washington University, and she was my uh, <laughs> professor for uh, criminology. It was like a 101 course. Mm-hmm. And she... Okay, this is how she stood out to me. She did a in-class, we had a live action surveillance where we actually had to do a stakeout, basically, <laughs> in the class. And I've never done this before. And so this was the best. She, she, stu- she stood out amongst all my other professors. And we have been friends since then. We have always kept in touch, which has been fantastic. And I am so happy and honored that she has said yes to being on the show to share her Chase story with you guys. Because if you didn't pay attention to any of that, she is doing life up. Okay. So listen to this. Listen to what she's doing because she is the epitome of making the most of everything. So, Loretta, hello. Hello, Amy. I am so happy that you said yes. This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> that's that okay we're gonna hope to to live up to that all that but um you're doing a lot nowadays i mean i think i caught you coming back on a from a road trip (laughs) didn't i yeah i've been on a couple of trips i think we talked sort of in between trips yeah i went to uh 
Wisconsin and then uh, went to a security seminar in L.A. or Anaheim, whatever they call it. So, yeah, I've been around a lot last couple of weeks. And you were traveling mostly for your book. So so if you guys weren't paying attention to the to the bio, Loretta does security. She's a writer. And she also uses Legos in her various day-to-day things. And so uh, you were traveling for, for the book? Yeah, originally the, the racing Wisconsin trip, and I went to Detroit too, I think in, in that same week. And both of those were for the book, being my mom's mom. And one of them, kind of very similar to our situation, Amy, one of them was a friend, a former friend from church. Mm-hmm. And um, she moved to Wisconsin, and she had been watching on Facebook all the book presentations I'd done. She says, hey, I feel left out. You have to come <laughs> up here to Racine and, and do one for me. And she got her deacons at the church to sign off and you know off I went and yeah it was awesome and just being with old friends again and turns out it was her husband's 75th birthday that weekend and Mm -hmm. we just had a blast and so um you know I I think doing the the book presentations you don't know what to you know ever know what to expect really but you know it was fabulous everybody's in the same situation for the most part you're caring for loved ones whose you know behavior you can't always predict and and things like that so you know seeing people's heads nodding you know you can tell they've been where you've been or you know are where you are and have experienced some of the same things but I also um, instead of just talking I also try to listen or Mm -hmm. I throw out questions and people respond and you know I raise your hand and you know especially things like patience I talk a lot about patience especially at churches and you know because it takes a lot of patience to you know yes you mentioned it in the book (laughs) so they talk you know people you know shoot their hands up if they're really patient and some of them laugh and they wish they were you know more patient things like that so we have a lot of fun with it too which is really necessary because um there's not one funny thing about dementia for sure but if you don't laugh I mean I think you'd really go crazy in the process so um you know I, I sort of leave people with it's okay to laugh and sometimes it's very healing as well and it's not I mean the book is essentially your journey with your mom yes and what you've gone through Yes. What was it that made you kind of, was it a calling that you tell your story and put it down in print? Yeah, I think it's, it absolutely was my calling, especially since I've been out on the road. I think it was absolutely what I was meant to do. You know, I've always written down everything. And when my mom was diagnosed, I was so overwhelmed. I just started writing down everything the instructor, the, the instructor, the doctor said. And I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything because, you know, it's such an overwhelming diagnosis. And I already had, you know, lots of photos Mm -hmm. uh, of us and all kinds of things that I then started to use to help my mom remember certain things. And so we used to play little memory games with all the photos. And I'm going to guess I have about 4,000 photos on my phone and uh, I would say maybe 900 of them are specifically related to my mom. She can remember, I would say, from uh, no later. She was born in 1929, and she can go as high as 1949. She can recognize everybody in the picture. So whenever she has anxiety or we're just riding in the car, mm-hmm. she, she understands clearly how to swipe the phone and see the pictures <laughs> go by. <laughs> so that's the one task she absolutely can do. And so um, the, the memories that you know come up with the pictures, all that's really, you know, really cool. And so I, because I had the pictures, I just try to keep, you know, I kept going with the journaling and writing and it just became a book. And then you were doing this and taking care of your mom mm-hmm. 
amongst mm-hmm. having your own security company right and teaching mm-hmm. and uh you have a family and <laughs> yes. um you have a life I'm, I'm just you see where I'm, where I'm going right yes D- did you have time to sleep yes i people oh that's the first question i get thank you for asking that's the first well because you kind of set yourself up for that, that. <laughs> you did people you set yourself up for that I- Everybody asks my husband, do I really sleep? And he says, yes, not a lot. I probably, I don't need much, thankfully. I get about maybe, you know, five, six hours a night, and that's pretty cool for me. But, um, yeah, and it's kind of a joke in a way about me having, you know, 12 jobs, you know, so to speak. But the reason for that, I'll I'll give you two words for the um, dream chasers out there, you know, (laughs) and that is, you know, having, you know, multiple streams of revenue. That's what I call it. And so, um, and, and it's really worked out that way. I have a lot, you know, trying to accomplish with the security business and doing the training and all that. And then the universities, you know, pay as well. And so, you know, all of these things. So if one, something happens with a client or, or whatever, you know, you're not going to starve to death. It's a very smart plan and, and definitely one that gives security. <laughs> <laughs> the pun is there. The security yes. for you. Um how long would you say, for, I mean, you've done books, you, you've done teaching. How long would you say it took you to write your the memoir? Okay, so you're not going to believe this. And I, and I know it exactly. Um, and that is I wrote it in about 90 days. And I know that because I was uh, in the process of leaving one university. Uh, it was just getting to be too much. I had 12 or 13 courses every, you know, seven or eight weeks. And my... Uh, uh, clients were, you know, suffering because I was doing so much grading of papers, and you know how I am. I read everything. I do. I, I do. You're very <laughs> detail oriented. You don't know. You don't know. You don't hand it off. No, that was that took forever, and so I decided um, I needed to go back to my clients and and just focus on Webster University, where I only teach one or two things. Mm-hmm. And so during the time that I left the the one university, and I started uh, with a client a uh, component of uh, Homeland Security and in between that in the the university ending and the Homeland Security thing starting I wrote the book 90 days mm-hmm. and it had you know but the, truthfully it I had so much written already you know the different doctors appointment and the first half of the book is really my life story which I knew off the top of my head it was really I tried to do the book in a you know in a couple of phases I wanted everybody to know what my mom was like pre-dementia and that's really what I call that part and then I go into how life has changed since then I mean everybody who's affected by this has that same story how wonderful their parents or grandparents or just a friend was until this and then there's kind of once that disease kind of gets rolling it doesn't stop so I wanted to have the memories of my childhood and what a great mom she was basically a single parent and I just wanted folks to know that and that's why I did this. So that was off the top of my head. That was fairly easy to write. And then it was just a matter of, you know, looking at all the processes that I went through with her, the doctor visits, um, learning the legal system, getting power of attorney, the difference between that and uh, actually applying for guardianship of your parent. Imagine that. And so, you know, whether you needed a social worker, what other services were available. Right. You're so, in a whole new world. Uh, exactly. 
So that's the, the, the last half of the, the book. And then the last chapter was fun because it was just about all the funny things my mom says. She has an incredible sense of humor about it. And then sometimes, you know, I think a lot of dementia patients are so literal that, you know, a lot of things they say are really, you know, it's really, really hilarious. Fun. Yes. <laughs> and guys, the link for how you can get the book, and it's a book I recommend you read. I have it myself. will be on the website. So do check it out. It's available through Amazon. Um, and maybe other places, but I'll, I'll have the link to Amazon for sure. Sounds good. Uh, on there. And Loretta, you're, you're still doing security. You're still doing yes. these book talks. <laughs> yes. And somehow, all of a sudden, I was on Facebook and we were, I was like, you're playing with Legos. <laughs> yes. And, um, and you said you were, t you were taking a course for it. <laughs> and yes. I got to admit to some jealousy or envy. Yeah. Uh, because... I get that a lot. You were doing Legos yeah. for work. Yes. Isn't that the coolest thing? Can, can you talk about this? I'm, I didn't sure, even know this absolutely. was a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been watching this for a long time. Well, first and foremost, I think almost all the things I do are, you know, connected. You know, the whole teaching, training, caregiving, all that are connected really, you know, with the Legos. My, you know, my dream chaser thing is really to, you know, touch as many people as possible and help them improve or find solutions and that's really what it was all about so really you know just complete honesty my connection to legos goes all the way back with my mom it was my favorite activity as a kid and you know realizing now how expensive legos were i mean i have so much more admiration for my mom because she really sacrificed a lot to get me all the sets that i wanted and it was something that we did together and mm -hmm. loved and believe it or not she does not remember who i am now However, and I spent about 19 months or so, and if you whip out a little bag of Legos, she will just, you know, her concentration is focused, and, you know, most of these patients don't have any concentration, so she'll get the Legos out, and she'll just start, you know, clicking them together, and mm -hmm. there you go. And so I, I really tried to preserve that and, you know, all of that. So Legos was just something from my childhood that I just didn't really want to let go. And as you know... Mm -hmm. Doing the security, you know, in the security field, there's so much of it that's boring. You know, you have to learn all these rules and regulations and oh my God. So that could really <laughs> drive people crazy. So to try to break some of that up, you know, you learn 10 rules and then can we have some fun? And then you learn 10 more rules and then you go back to the boring stuff. And I have tried my best to really mix it up. So just like you love the surveillance and, you know, we did that crime scene exercise too. I try to do the same thing with Legos and whatever security thing I'm, I'm teaching as well. So I try to make everything a competition. So one of the things, I, one of the first things I started doing was to teach um, you know, groups, you know, leadership and teamwork by having them build something security related, like an access control system. Mm -hmm. And so they would do, you know, little cameras or little buildings with little security <laughs> men and all kinds of stuff. I have all kinds of things in my collection, police cars, fire engines, all kinds of security men. And, and so, you know, they have fun building with all those things. And it was very competitive because I would have little prizes and all that. So people enjoyed it. And so I just kept doing it. And then I had also been watching the Lego, of course, they're out of Denmark, and I was always, you know, on their website, and they had a certification. I'm big on certifications because I have a security certification as well, and I wanted this thing called Lego Serious Play. Mm -hmm. It just sounded, just it just sounded cool. However, uh, I'd say maybe 10 years ago when I first started looking at it, 
it was a license fee. You know, I'm not big on paying fees. So <laughs> I was like, hmm, I'm going to just wait. And it was a you know, huge fee. Whatever class you taught, you had to give them this huge percentage. And then about three years ago, they made it open source, which then meant you didn't have to, you had to have your own company and you had to teach it kind of as a consultant and you could use the word, you were a trained facilitator, you know, kind of thing um, and not, not put yourself off as a Lego employee or anything like that. Once they did that, I started to really look at it and I'm like, I'm going to save up for this course and do something for myself for a change. And it was a four day course and I thought you know I'd go to this class and have all this fun and it was a lot of fun but it was also a lot of work did you, you had did you design. have tests yeah, there was a test <laughs> they brought in other Lego serious play facilitators we had one major uh, facilitator and he was a 20-year Lego uh, employee and they then they asked him to leave and start this whole new division called Lego Serious Play, where you teach people to improve their own processes. And Lego used it uh, within their own you know, ranks. And the reason why I loved it is Lego was not doing well when the um, uh, gaming industry, computer games started getting really huge and um, they weren't really in that market. So they struggled for a while, almost declared bankruptcy. And then they took this Lego Serious Play thing and started to examine their own processes and you know what was successful for them and what wasn't. So I decided this was a certification that I really wanted to do. So it gets people to think, to process, and then to share the things that they've built. So the facilitator has a huge role. You don't tell them what to build. You ask a question, mm-hmm. and then they build to that. So first off, it starts off being really fun. You just build something, you know, that doesn't mean anything, like a tower. And everybody, you know, knows what a tower is. So you build a tower. Then you share your story. Then it gets more in-depth into either a strategic plan if you're doing a company or, you know, family goals if you're doing a family or, you know, something. And if you're doing a group, like I'm doing a church group this week, um, they're getting ready to call a new priest. And so what are they looking for? Those kinds of things. So it gets people, I don't necessarily want to say all on the same page, but everybody feels heard about what they want, what they believe, those kinds of things. And everybody is sharing. And you say, wow, I didn't know Amy felt that way. Well, you know, maybe you and I have never had a conversation. So the goal is to no matter what your title is, and I've had uh, janitorial staff, maintenance staff, electricians, engineers, and all in the same room with the CEO. And then everybody builds and everyone shares. And the trick is everybody has to agree before we start that everybody will participate fully. Because if one person says, I don't want to build, come back to me, and uh, then it doesn't work. So, you know, you have the CEO looking at one of the cafeteria staff and say, wow, I didn't know you felt that way, Betty. And like, yeah, because you never talked to me. So everybody, you know, you might not be able to use everybody's idea, you know, as a, as a dream chaser. You know, you might not be able to. But most people really, Amy, just want to be heard. So people feel heard, whether you use my idea or not, as we go around the table and everybody's sharing. And the thing is, it's not personal at all. You can't ask a person a question. You're looking only at the model that they built. Right. So personalities stay out of it, and that makes people really listen. You're not even making eye contact really with the person. You're looking right at the model. So the facilitator's job, if you said, well, what made you think of that? Mm-mm. And then the facilitator says, where's that in the model? <laughs> so you try to really keep people on <laughs> so, track. So it's I amazing. feel like this is like amazing. switched up and giving you a new arsenal, a new tool. It does, without a doubt. 
absolutely without a doubt. And so if people who, uh, one of the largest bonuses, bonuses I've gotten is to um, get a security team of people who really didn't like each other and hadn't spoken, some of them for years. I got them to, to do a Lego series play session. And by the end of that, they were, they were friends and they had tried everything. They had tried anger management, conflict resolution. They had suspended people, nothing worked. And they were like, okay, aren't you doing leadership here in, in the next few months? Yeah. Well, bring your Legos and do something with these people. And, and <laughs> I did that. It turned and it around. It, to, this, to this day, and it, it took like maybe three hours that we did a three-hour session with them. And, and I pretended as if I didn't know who didn't get along, and I put them all on teams. And when an anger management woman tried to do that, they just refused to work with each other. But when I put them on team, and I said this, uh, on a team, and I said there were prizes, they were like, come on, let's win. <laughs> and so I couldn't. They, did, they had no idea that I, I knew who didn't get along. And when I announced the teams, they just sat there and never said a word. It's and amazing said, how Legos has... Um, that effect. It's a true story. I mean, it's also what you were saying, like, uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. Exactly. I mean, that's why I'm like, kind of a little jealous, envious, because you're yeah. doing this and you, I, yeah. you love it. And you, Absolutely you did it. it. And it's not that you needed to get this sort of certificate. I mean, that's you, you are very well accomplished. You've done mm -hmm. amazing things. You've Thank done marathons, half mm -hmm. marathons, yeah. uh, marathons. Yeah. Uh, you, you wrote a book, you've done, you have your own yeah. business you know, these multiple streams of revenue, and you could retire if you want. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you could retire. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could retire. But here mm -hmm. you are deciding, hey, I like Legos. And instead of just being happy with being able to play with Legos, because Legos, guys, is not, you could be any age. Okay, I'm just going to go say that. So don't let yeah. anybody judge you if you play with Legos. There's nothing That's wrong with correct. it. Yeah, but, their A-fall is called, the, an A-fall is an adult fan of Lego. So there you go. There you there go. Of, there are thousands of them out there. Yes. We don't have to hide. <laughs> exactly. Wear it proudly. But so, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, it's really cool. And I think the, for me, it, in essence, it's part of the retirement plan, just to be honest, because I think having a certification, one of our dreams is, uh, you know, we bought a a travel trailer RV uh, last summer. We've really been going around in it. So one of my dreams is to do something called work camping, which means you go to a campground, you have a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but you do it in exchange for work. So my goal is to teach Lego classes all around the country at campgrounds, and then, you know, I get to stay for free. <laughs> so to, to, genius. I, I am going, and, and look it up. It's called work camping with a K, and uh -huh. it's a huge industry, and you can do that. And so actually next weekend, I'm going to upstate New York to a camp that a woman – uh, owns in a diamond mine and she has all kinds of themed cabins. She has an astronomy cabin and this and that. And I sent her a thing and said, hey, do you ever do, you know, uh, have Lego activities for work campus? She, she called me in within 15 minutes and said, when can you come? Let's talk. And so we, my husband and I are going next weekend. So the Legos, I, I think having a certification, at least parents maybe would trust me with their children in a room. Well, it does, yeah, it definitely uh, doesn't hurt to have. It doesn't. No. And so that's part of a retirement plan, actually. But but that's it's it's the fact that you went ahead and got it. I mean, exactly. You didn't have to. I didn't, and it was it was so much fun. And it it, it teaches you really to think differently. You get some of your dream catcher friends together, and I'll come do it for you for free because you're a fan, you know, and I'm a fan of yours. So. All right, you heard it here. She's <laughs> on the record. Yes. As as having said that, if I can get, how many do you want? That's a, um, the, a good size is 10 or less. All right. Mm -hmm. First 10 people to contact me and say, hey, <laughs> let's do this. We're making it happen. You hey. guys tell me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, did you have any reservations? 
about doing this? The class is no, and you know, and you were talking about age a minute ago. Um, I have to send you a picture when we're done of, of my class, and there there were three. It was a very educated class, a couple of PhDs. Uh, the head of um, head of marketing for Target was there. Um, very, you know, so people either had huge titles or they were way up in academia, and then some uh, couple of them had uh, autistic kids and they wanted to learn how to work mm-hmm. better with their kids. It was fabulous. So what a cool mix. But there were three or four people in their 30s, then there were two or three in their 40s, and then there was me and two other guys who were um, in their 50s, and I think one of them was, was actually over 60. And then our instructor, uh, Robert, was uh, he's in his early 60s as well. So it was a wonderful mix. And near the end of it, I won't tell you the whole thing, especially since you're going to do it, but you make these things called connections at the end. It was fascinating to watch some of the connections people made because it had nothing to do with age. It had to do with what they learned from the other person. That's... And that I also find fascinating. Yeah. And so I've done it for young kids. That Robert had said in the class that he had, I asked what was the age, minimum age for kids that he thought. And he said he'd worked with kids as young as six and, and they worked well. So I've already done a couple of families. I have 10 guide kids and five of them are siblings. And I did it with their family mm-hmm. as one of the kids was turning 18. And that's what he wanted to do for his 18th birthday. I was like, did y'all bribe him to do that? They were like, no, that's what he really <laughs> wants to do. So it was all of the family and a couple of friends and, and my husband and I. And it was one of the best and I think because some of the kids are getting older and a couple of them are probably going to be moving out soon but they they made a lot of connections of what they love about people that maybe they haven't said you know when your siblings maybe you don't always talk about that but a lot came out of that what their parents meant to them I mean the mother was crying at one point just things you don't always say right but I had them build very specific things that were family oriented and it brought out a lot they probably have never said to each other that's amazing yeah, it actually is. And that, that really helps, you know, with security because, as you know, a lot of those topics can be difficult. Um, so I do a lot of change if they're getting a new manager or things and people are upset about how things are going to go or job security. And, I, you know, uh, security folks don't need to be anxiety-filled, truthfully. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, no. You know, you, I think Lego Secret Serious Play is a great thing to do just to get people to, you know, communicate more effectively. And where do you need to communicate effectively other than you know more than being a first responder or a security person or, or emergency planner or trying to get people out of emergencies and things you really need to know how to communicate well and, and think you know strategically however you you know want to say that so I, I think that's the thing that's done for me and guys if you want to look more into lego serious play uh the link is seriousplaypro.com and we'll have that in the show notes um so you can check it out if you're interested i mean it's it's you can always enjoy it without the certification, but if you're interested, right. check it out. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a fee to, to take the course, maybe, uh, I'm assuming. But yeah, I mean, well, to get the certification course, yes, there's a fee, but, but for the workshops that I do, it's really minimal. We, there's a, you know, materials cost, and there are two sizes of the, um, the box of Lego bricks. There's a, assorted mm-hmm. Lego bricks, and everybody has the same collection. And everybody opens their little bag or box at the same time. It's really kind of cool. And then you just go for it and start playing. And so, um, yeah, there's material fee for that, which is you know, $20 or less, depending on what box you pick. And then um, there's just the facilitator fee. And But it's nothing more than you would take at a you know leadership course or something. Right. If anything, I actually think it's cheaper. It might be. Absolutely. Might now, we have before we move into to the game portion, the, yes. the chill portion, we have to ask – how many sets do you have? And do you have themes, Lego wow. sets? 
I do almost everything I have is city, Lego City, which is um, towns and buildings and, um, you know, fire, police, all that. So I have actual police officers. I have security officers. <laughs> so I have, you know, all kinds of, I'll, I'll send you a picture, you'll crack up. But I have buildings. And so a couple of the places where I work, I, I teach at a little community college, just a security course. Um Near my house. This is my giving back thing because, you know, you're certainly not going to get rich there. But what's cool about it is we actually work through the, the college's emergency plan. So doing that, um, you know, th- there's a building in my collection that looks exactly like one of the buildings on campus. So oh, I man. use that to ev- – it's cool. I use that to evacuate and stuff. So, yeah, I don't have Star Wars and, and those kind of things. I usually focus on the city because I don't want to have anything in the collection that's not really going to help me in the in the business, you know, environment. So right, and what you're doing. That's most of, yeah, so that's most of my uh, collection. Then they have a series called Lego Architecture, and I have five of those buildings. Those are fun. Two of them I use. Yeah, they are. The, the- Two of them I use in my um, emergency planning, too. Those are fun. Yes. They really are. All right, Loretta, it's time. Okay. I'm ready. You ready? Guys, it's yeah. time for Rapid Fire, <laughs> where we are going to pick up, you know, I, I lost the last one, so we're going to see how this goes. Um, for those who are new to the show, the way Rapid Fire works is uh, Loretta's going to pick a number between one and three, and based on that, we were going to pick a topic, and she and I are going to rapidly fire off things associated with that topic and the first person to hesitate, repeat an answer, or say something obviously wrong, because I'm not looking up random facts, um, is out. It's a one-round game. I lost the last one, so we'll see how this goes. Loretta, what number would you like? I'm going to pick three, my granddaughter's age. States. All right. Wisconsin. Well, we, we didn't even say start. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dang, I'm trying to be ready. <laughs> you were ready. All okay. right. Um uh, I'll go, and then since you started with Wisconsin, uh, Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Florida, Rhode Island, New Mexico, Colorado, California. Dang it! <laughs> you said California, and I was gonna say California. I think I won. I think you did, and yes, I really was gonna go California, just as you said California. <laughs> was like Colorado, what else is C's? I was going C's. Isn't that the that's of course what happens yes of course you travel more so you have more experience with these states <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding what? you're just I, I really you're just faster it. you're just faster <laughs> so loretta it's time for your corner where we try to hear back from you about what is one thing you would recommend to a dream chaser it could be a book a song a mentor uh, a quote advice anything under the sun what would you do or say for me, I'm going to do the advice and say, just go for it. And and I think you are, you know, just such a great example of that. You know, I just like you were reading so much about me on, on Facebook. I, I remember reading the first time I read that you were going to start this thing and go for it. You've always wanted to do this and you were going to chase your dreams. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think, you know, and, and you're so young and you have, you know, so much of your life ahead of you. So you're going for it now. And then, you know, I felt like the... The security profession has been phenomenal for me. I've been, you know, spoken all around the world, um, you know, Dubai. I mean, places that people just kind of dream about, like, wow. And so, you know, I've kind of 
done that. So I'm like, I also want to, my, my dream was really to have a business, of, you know, I have my business include Legos, which is my stress reduction, all that stuff. And I really wanted to do it. And uh, my husband was so encouraging. Yeah, yeah, I get the certification. And my kids thought it was fun. And so there you have it. And I just went for it. And nobody, you know, looked at you funny in the class or anything. It was just so cohesive. And so um, at first I didn't tell people about it after I got it. Now I have it up everywhere. And I have little Lego bricks with my company name on it. And, so, and I, this is the best story. I have to tell you this real quick. On the plane coming back from Anaheim, where I did a security conference last week, I was building a model for this kids class. I never taught kids, but I'm doing this kids class in like two weeks. So I was building this thing that they're going to have to work on. So the student you know, comes by, flight attendant, I guess they call him now. She goes, she says, what are you doing? Are those Legos? And she says, oh, my, my, my grandson loves those. And so I told her, I'm teaching a class. What? Teaching a class? You have a car? So I'm fishing around to get a car. So it turns out I'm going to do some work for the hysterical. Her, her daughter teaches at the Madeira School, which is a really um, you know, exclusive private school around here. And, and so they would really maybe think about doing some art classes there. So I just thought it was hysterical. So you never know, A, who's watching what you're doing as you chase your dream. And, and B, you have to be ready to answer questions that, that folks have too. So nobody thought it was silly or whatever. You could see other people looking from out their seats like, what are they doing over there? So, yeah, it was really kind of cool. That is awesome. So it's you're right. Really- yeah, going for it and, and just, you know, doing what makes you happy. And people listen to what you're saying about what Legos um, can do. And uh, how I got this art class it was from, you know, a woman who wanted to bring more arts other than ballet and painting and clay modeling and all that. So a, a friend at church said, hey, I know a girl that does, teaches Legos. She was like, what? And so there you have it. You know, before before we wrap it up, though, you, you just mentioned it was interesting. I didn't realize that you were not putting up your Lego stuff? Because I, I had seen your, your Lego stuff on social media. So did, sure. were you afraid uh, or were you concerned about comments? No, I, you know, I really wasn't exactly. I, I don't think it wasn't about the comments really. I wanted to wait until I sort of had a, an art audience, if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can share because I, I went there to do an open house and it, we thought there would be like 20 kids, end up being 60. It was crazy. My husband was taking all kinds of pictures. It was funny. Um, that's not at all we expected. And the, the center was just three. It's called Black Arts Center, or Black Rock Center for the Arts in, in Germantown. And they were just amazed by the response, you know, to it. So, yeah, I think once the, I don't know if I call it fear, apprehensions, but it's ages 7 to 12. And it's not robotics. It's really teaching art. So mm-hmm. mosaics and sculptures and, and that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I was practicing on the plane. So, no, I think I was just waiting for um, just to have an actual class and with actual students in it. And then I'll start, you know, to put up more stuff. And But, yeah, it's been cool. And you are doing awesome. I love catching up with you. I loved <laughs> having you on the show thank you so much you are so welcome this is awesome is there any last words you want to say no i think that's it just go for it thank you once again to loretta vini for taking the time out of her very busy life and you guys heard her she has a busy life and sharing her chase story with us it really meant a lot to me to have her my friend on this show because I know what a wonderful life she is leading and how happy she is. And I thought you guys need to hear this because she is doing everything she wants to do. And it's amazing. Whatever it is you want to do, you guys just go for it. Like she said, if you want to catch Loretta's advice, if you want to catch any of the links that were mentioned on the show today, go to chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 14. 
That's episode one four. All the show notes are there. And come connect with us over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com. Headquarters has blog posts. It has the podcasts. And sign up for our newsletter if you aren't on there already. We send monthly newsletters, kind of keeping you guys up to date and let you know any advice or popular things that people have been saying. And Loretta was serious, guys. If there's any interest in putting together a Lego Serious Play session where she will facilitate, you got to let me know. So shoot me an email at amy, A-I-M-E-E, at chasingdreamshq.com and let me know you're interested. Let's see if we can't get a group together and um, have some fun. And in case you didn't know, we're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the username Chasing Dreams HQ. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Or leave a comment on her website, ChasingDreamsHQ.com. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.